we've been on a particular series in the month of March. And this morning, by God's grace, we'll be tying up that conversation. Psalms chapter 8, Psalms chapter 8 from verse 3 to verse 6. Psalms chapter 8, verse 3, all the way down to verse 6. Psalms chapter 8, from verse 3 down to verse 6. It says that when I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, verse 4, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Verse 5 says, you made them only a little lower than God, and then you crowned them with glory and with honor. Wherever you are in the room or watching online, I want you to put a hand on your chest there and say, I have been crowned with glory and honor. Come on, say it like you believe it. You might not accept it yet. But let's proclaim it together by faith. I have been crowned with glory and honor. Come on, say it one more time. I want the old city to know there are some people gathered here in Mississauga. Shout it as loud as you can. I have been crowned with glory and honor. And verse 6 says that you gave them charge. Of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. So the word to us this morning, maybe before I tell you the word to us this morning, let's rewind a few months back. I know many of us want to forget the last year and the year before the last. You want to delete it. And you want to move on. But in the, permit me please, in the early days of the pandemic, when the health workers and the government authorities were trying really hard to find the best way to bring sanity to our world, there was a classification system that was used to determine who could go out and who must stay home. Anybody remember those days? Anybody remembers? And then you suddenly saw an announcement that essential work is permitted, but non-essential work should be done at home. Anybody remember those days? And then suddenly, <laughs> all right, so somebody should help him. The, 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 the man escaped from all the way. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Don't worry, in a few years. You guys, we own the stage and you own all the microphones. <laughs> Glory to God. They can't wait. This is the generation that will do great things for our God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will not lose them to the world and we will not lose them to the adversary. All right. So you remember those days? And then suddenly, I don't know about you. All right. Maybe I should speak for myself. I do not know about you. But I want to ask you, how would it feel sitting in your house? Browsing through a list of occupations or professions and suddenly realizing that your country does not see you as essential. Are we still in the room this morning? That certain persons are essential and you, your own work is non-essential enough to be done in front of a PC. 
and many subconsciously got the vibes that maybe you are not essential. Maybe the essence for your existence, if it can be as important enough to just the city you live or the municipality you are or your province, then maybe we should be querying if you are even essential enough to be alive. And many began to reconsider the entire value proposition of life. What exactly am I here for? What exactly am I doing here? But I've come with the words to everyone under the sound of my voice this morning that irrespective of what the authorities think and irrespective of what the authorities have said, there is one person that sees you as essential and he doesn't just have it as an opinion, he has done something about it. I want you to say with me, I am essential. All right, somebody needs it to sink in because you've not felt that way for so long. Maybe your position in your family falls in the category that your opinion is not sought before decisions are made. But I want you to agree with me. I am essential. So the word of the Lord to us this morning is I am essential. There is someone that has placed premium value on me. He loved me so much when I was not worth loving. He gave the best for me even when I was not worth sacrificing for. And irrespective of what the authorities think, I am essential and I must know it so well and accept it so well that he sees me as essential. Help me turn to your neighbor and tell them you are essential. So how essential are you? Very, I love that, very essential. I am critical to God's plans in the earth. I am that essential. In the brevity of the time we have left, we will go over three areas to convince you that God truly and really sees you as essential. I don't know about you. I am going to leave today's service with my head up high and with my shoulders unable to droop again. I don't know if my landlord thinks so or not, but I am very essential and I'm very important. I don't know if my manager at work will agree or believe, but I will know within myself that I am important and I am essential. Somebody say with me again, I am essential. So the first emphasis to us is I am essential enough to be intercepted. The concept of interception is that you will see the natural course of events you would see a person who is undeserving of your love. How many of you have met persons who you know that they are very easy to love? Anybody have friends like that? Anybody have friends like that? They are just very easy to love. They are just always smiling. I know someone who is constantly smiling, constantly smiling. How many of you have friends like that? Even their face, hello? No, you are not allowed to volunteer yourself. <laughs> Glory to God. Constantly smiling. Such persons are very easy to love. Very easy to love. And then there are those who you need special endowment of grace to even say good morning to them. They are not just neutral to love. They are impossible to love. I want to ask you if you know anybody like that. Just in case the person is not too far from you. 
And so that I don't give them that side eye. Glory to God. But there are some of us that really and truly we are impossible to love. We are that difficult to love. We are hard. There is something at work in you that just cannot accept that you should be loved. And someone is trying to show you love. And the moment anyone comes around you and looks like they are showing you love, there is a switch that comes on in you that what do they want now? Okay, I have a witness in the room. Well, I've come to announce to you that you are essential enough to be intercepted. That the one who has made this decision, he has his own master list of essentials and your name is number one on that list. And it doesn't matter what your past or your track record is, he still considers you essential enough to have been intercepted. Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, we'll read verse 2 and verse 3. Acts chapter 9, we read verse 2 and verse 3. We're reading the story of a man that many people today think it was this great, God-loving, amazing guy, like my brother, always smiling, easy to love, but that's not how his story started. That's not how he's introduced to us. In fact, the very first time we meet this man, it was right there at the place where judgment was being meted out to someone. It was right there. Okay, this someone should please help him. <laughs> I think both of us will have to preach this sermon today. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Essential enough to be intercepted. We meet this man at a point where Stephen is receiving judgment. And then he shows up there, not just authorizing it, but he's dependable enough that the people can leave everything with him. Those who had their wallets, left their wallets with him. Those who had their gold, left their gold with him. Those who had their checkbooks, left their checkbooks with him. That was the kind of person he was. The Bible introduces him to us as someone who was breathing murderous threats to anyone who was a follower of the way. But God saw him and God loved him. The same way God is looking at you and he's saying, you've written yourself off my list because of certain things that you've done. Not realizing that in spite of what you've done, I still love you. I don't love you because I try to imagine that you didn't do those things. I don't love you because I try to reimagine and to delete those things and to act like I did not see them. He's saying, I saw them, I know them, and I still love you. So in verse 2 of Acts chapter 9, it tells us that this young man requested letters. I'm sounding a bit like someone else. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Somebody say in chains. Is this the kind of person God should be chasing after? Is this the kind of person God should be forgiving? Just the way you might be under the sound of my voice and you're wondering, this pastor doesn't know who I am. He has no idea. He has no idea of what I have done, who I used to be. And I've come to announce to you this morning that you are essential enough to be intercepted. 
And let me tell you why he wants to make that interception. The plans he has for you are bigger than the past that you think you've messed up. Did somebody get that? The future he has for you is brighter than all the terrible things you think you've done. And he's so committed to that future. He's so committed to that tomorrow. And he's hoping that today is the day you make that decision. Just like something happened next in the life of that young man. Something needs to happen in your life today. A decision needs to be made today. As he was approaching. He was going on another mission. It says, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. A light of heaven found a murderer. A light from heaven found a liar. A light from heaven found a deceiver. A light from heaven found, insert whatever. Every other thing that the enemy has convinced you that this is the reason why God doesn't want you, that is the exact person that a light from heaven has come to find. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice this morning that that light from heaven will find you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and irrespective of what your past has been, that light will introduce you into the bright future. I said that light will introduce you into your bright future, and you will be the man, you will be the woman that God will use to do great things in your family, in your city, in your nation. Come on, if you believe it, shout with me. I am essential. I'm important in his plan. I am a key player in his master plan. Oh, don't give up on me yet. I know you know my beginning, but you don't know my end. I know you know the first few chapters of my life, but you do not know the remaining chapters. You can't write me out yet. And maybe you can, but he has not written me out yet. And that is all that matters. That's why I'm still alive today. That's why I still have breath in my lungs today. That's why I still have sanity in my mind today because I am an essential part of his plan and that light is willing to intercept me. Somebody say with me again, I am essential. I am essential enough to be intercepted. Number two, I am essential enough to be forgiven. Essential enough. To be forgiven. All the kids in their church, the last time I shared this, I, I asked that they, they should cover the ears of the kids. So I hope they can't hear me. Hello? Can I whisper? Can you guys keep a secret? All right. Okay. I'm just checking and surveying that my secret is safe with you guys. Someone said, what kind of secret are you sharing that is live on the internet? All right, so you can tell what kind of secret it is. You know, as a young boy growing up, I just had this system of justice on my inside that if I should take this step, take this action, I knew it was wrong. In my own internal legal system, I will determine what my repercussions should be. And anything more than that, I consider it as injustice. And then I will strike back. That was the old me. Hello. Hello. So let's say you're supposed to sweep this place. Kids of nowadays don't know what sweep this place means. All right. They just know what it means to vacuum the place and move it around, you know. Or let's say you're supposed to, you know, do the dishes. You know, kids of nowadays also don't know what it means to do the dishes. What they know what to do is to just open a rack, 
you know, and you just pull out clean plates. Amen? Unless you're supposed to do the laundry and wash some clothes. Well, kids of nowadays don't know what it means to wash some clothes. What they know how to do is to open the rack, throw dirty clothes inside, transfer it into a dryer, get it out, and move on with life. What a life. What a life. You know, a child saw a diskette. Anybody knows what a diskette is? Okay, we have some people who know diskettes. And, and I, he said, Daddy, what's this? And the dad said, you tell me, what is this? He said, it looks like the, the sign, the save sign on Microsoft Word. Okay? What a generation to be alive in. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. But the place where I started from is a, a part of me had that compass of this is what I deserve. Having done what I deserve, you should be satisfied and you should be able to move on. The way God administers his love, his love is so endless that even after he has given you his forgiveness and he says, I have forgiven you. There is something about our nature or something about the way we have received forgiveness that allows us to take the same thing to God and say that this is the best human I know. This is how they showed me forgiveness. Therefore, if God has shown me forgiveness, I believe that his forgiveness has strings attached to it. His forgiveness now requires me to act in a certain way around him. His forgiveness needs me to ensure that this is my posture around him. And whenever that is not the case, he might just pull up a page from the many pages that he forgave and just remind me and say, have you forgotten? And then I will feel so bad and so shameful and will remember that, oh, wow, you actually forgave that. I will adjust myself and continue to behave in the sanctimonious way that makes you happy. May I announce to you that that is not how our God rolls. Our God, when he forgives, he forgives completely. When he blots out, he blots out completely. If something ever came on him, and I'm saying this with, with, with all of the cynicism and sarcasm in the world, and he was about to pull out a page from your past, where the images and the screenshots and the receipts and the proof of the past he forgave you were from, the moment he pulls you up, there is something else crying. It's called the blood of Jesus. And what shows up is a blank slate. It's a blank page. I know humans don't know how to forgive that way, but that is how he forgives. He considers you essential enough to be completely forgiving. Guess what? We have... So many things on this side of eternity that cannot approximate or explain the love of the Father and how he administers his love. You will think that if you have somebody who has done just a few things, I have somebody who has done a lot of things. If both of them need forgiveness, you will think this person is easy to forgive and then this person will need some time to Go page by page and blot by blot and year by year and action by action 
And when we leave Instagram, we go to Snapchat, and we go to their DM on TikTok, and then we are going everywhere and cleansing and cleansing. And then when we think we are done, someone says, oh, no, they have a burner account. And the blood is like, ah, burner again. So you know what God did? He said, what's the worst thing that can be done? What's the hardest that can need forgiveness? He says, let's bring as much blood to sort that out. So that everyone and everything that will need forgiveness can receive it immediately. Not in process. Immediately. May I remind you that God does not use shame. Anyone who brings back your guilt and wants to use shame to guilt you into anything, it is not of God. Come on, put your hand on your chest again and say, I am essential. I want you to leave today's service with that assurance that I am essential. I am important. Essential enough to be intercepted and essential enough to be forgiven. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11 is a story I believe that many of us know and many of us are familiar with. Luke chapter 15 verse 11. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. It says a man had two sons. Somebody say two sons. And you know this story is very symbolic. It says that the younger son told the father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Can you imagine a child saying this to a father? Definitely not to an African parent. The moment you say before you die, you say, come here. Who is dying? <laughs> so you're already expecting and planning for my death. That's the end of anything called inheritance. Forget it. It says, I want my share of your estate now before you die. It says, so his father agreed to divide his wealth between his two sons. Even though the other son wasn't interested yet, the father decided out of fairness anyways. It says, a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and he went to a faraway land. And wasted all his money in wild living. Somebody say wild living. It says about the time his money ran out. Once upon a time he looked at the account balance. He saw $10 million. And so he could go anywhere and buy anything. He would enter into the club. And he would go say call me the manager. So why do you want to see the manager? I said call me the manager. And they're looking. Nobody ever asked. I know we have big boys that come here. Nobody ever asked to see the manager. He said, I said, call me the manager. So reluctantly, the manager comes. He says, how may I help you? He said, what's the value of the number of drinks people drink on a typical night? He said, you mean the low end or the average or the very expensive drinks? He said, everything. The manager turned. He said, we've seen big boys, but... We've not seen this kind. He said, it's a lot of money. He said, is, 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 they asked him, he says, how much is money? How much? He said, maybe on a typical night, um, if there's a party, maybe three million. But if we're to add our most expensive, you know, select drinks, maybe five million. He says, imagine that all the people they invited show up. 
He said, maybe six million. Six million? I said, okay. Checkbook. Get my checkbook. I want to close down this place. I'm shutting this place down for this night. I brought my friends here. I said, if you want to go wild, somebody say wild. Hello. You know, you read your Bible sometimes, and you say they went wild. You think they went to church, and they were singing, wild, 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 wild. It says they went wild. Spent everything. Wasted everything. It was living the life. Somebody said the life. Not knowing that. In actual fact, it was living the lie. And the question to us this morning is, what have you bought as the life, which actually is a lie? What lies have you opened yourself to, convincing yourself that I am living the life, I am young, forever young. You only live once. I am going to live this life. Very soon I'm going to be old. This is the time to misbehave. This is the time to, to, to make a big mess of my destiny. This is the time to destroy everything. This is the time to damage my liver, damage my kidneys, and damage anyone that can be damaged in the process. This is the time to break hearts. Hello. This is the time to mess people up. They don't know who they dealt with. They touched the wrong person. I will show them. Now I've made it. And you're on a revenge mission when God has destiny upon your life. He says he wasted everything, spent it all on wild living until the day came that he became very broke. And he tried to order. He first got an email, your Netflix subscription has been cancelled. Got another email. Your Prime subscription has been cancelled. Now you have to wait like everybody for 10 days or 14 days. You never knew patience. The food delivery service said, your delivery service has been cancelled. You now need to cook. I've never cooked in my life. Your laundry pickup service cancelled. Everybody began to cancel on him, but there was someone that did not cancel on him. Now, was he, delete, was, he, was, was he, follow me now, was he deserving of being cancelled? Was he deserving of the reality of the life that was now before him? Yes. But guess what? It was still essential enough to one person. And that person said, you may be deserving, but my love has put you on my essential list. Therefore, I will not even allow you face the repercussions of this action. Let's see how that story ends from verse 18 to verse 22, the same chapter. So one day he came to himself and said, I will go home to my father and I will say to him, Daddy, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy to even be called your child. I shouldn't be called your son. I remember the way you brought us up. I remember the bright plans you said you had for us. I remember the days I was growing up and my parents will tell me, God has bright plans for you. God has great plans for your future. They wanted me to study medicine. They wanted me to be an engineer. They wanted me to study law. Somehow life happened. Here I am studying something 
And I know they say we love you, but they, are not, they don't love me anymore. They say we're maybe proud of you, but we could have been prouder. You know, you know some, some of those words can be very hurtful. Where you know that I am waking up, working towards a certificate that the people paying the school fees will not be proud of. But I don't know who needs to hear this. You are on God's essential list. And you are number one on that list. You might not have studied law. You might not have studied medicine. You might not even have studied engineering. But let me tell you, there's more to life than three professions. And our parents might not know it yet, but God knows it. Before you were born, before there was medicine, he called you. Before there was engineering, he knew your name. Before there was law, he ordained you. And he said, there is a destiny, there is a plan I have for your life. If you study law, I'm going to use that lawyer. If you study engineering, I'm going to use the engineer. If you study medicine, I'm going to use that doctor. Whereas if you study banking, I'm going to use that banker. If you study marketing, I'm going to use that marketer. Whatever you studied, I'm going to use that person. And guess what? Even if you don't study, I can turn fishers of fish to become fishers of men. He says, in my hands, in my hands, in my house. So let's see. Verse 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He says, please take me on as a hired servant. I want to be on payroll. You've exhausted love on me. I've spent any hour. So he returned home to his father. Can we read the next few words together? Church, is he on your screen? So he returned home to his father. I want us to read the next together. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Is that in your Bible? Or should I say, is that on your screen? What sort of love is this? Do you know what this verse means? We don't know how many years this, this, this child had been gone for. But every day, the father had an expectation. Maybe today is the day that my son returns. And so he comes out of the house... And he's right there watching. He's standing at the gate. He's waiting at the crossroads. It's today the day. And then he, the sun begins to set. And he says, not today. And he goes back and says, I still love him. I hope he will remember that. Wherever he is, I hope he will remember that. When he's run off all the credit cards, I hope he will remember that. When he's exhausted, going from one abusive relationship to another relationship to another relationship, I hope he remembers that. When she's been told by her friends that she's a nobody, I hope she's remembered that. I hope you will remember. And I don't know what that the sound of my voice needs to remember. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter the track record of poor choices you have. I hope you will remember that there's someone who loves you enough and considers you essential. He loves you so much, he's checking daily. Is today the day. You're looking for hope. You're looking for peace. You're looking for joy. Maybe you're checking the wrong place. 
There is only one place you can find all of that without judgment. Without judgment. Have you ever been in a place where you know that what puts this thing together is so much that I cannot afford to misbehave? And then you are tipping toes. Tipping toes. He's saying, in the, come on. At home, you don't tip toes. At home, you can open the refrigerator. You can pick what you want. At home, we don't tip toes. I don't know who needs to hear that. You've gone so far. It's time to come back home to the one place where you're completely loved, completely loved, completely considered essential. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Verse 22, but his father said to the servants, can you see what happened there? Did you get it? Let's go to verse 21. Somebody needs to see it. The boy is saying, Daddy, I am no longer his son. Make me a servant. You know what the father did? The father turned to the actual servants. That was a body language to say, you are still my son. Did somebody see it? You are still my son. You are still essential. He told them, he said, quick, bring me the best robe. Bring me the best food. Bring me the best drink. Bring me the best sandals. Today is a day of celebration. And this is an announcement to someone who has gone far. You started life with bright promises. One day I will be this great person. Daddy and mommy had big expectations, but life happened. And so you've gone far. You've drifted. Let today be the day you come back home. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of restoration. It's a day of joy. You might be saying, I've wasted time. You don't understand? I've wasted time. By now, I should have been this. I should have been that. I could have been this. I could have been that. It doesn't matter what you should and could have been. What matters is that a day must come in your life where you retrace your steps and you make a decision and come back to the Father. And you say, where did we drop off? Where was I before I left home? What was your plan? My plan was to travel far and see the world. Your plan was to groom me in your house and give me the world. Which route would you say yes to? Come on, someone say with me again, I am essential. I am essential. Come on, turn to your neighbor, let them hear and believe it. Tell them you are essential. Glory to God. I am essential enough to be intercepted. I am essential enough to be forgiven. Not mildly forgiven. Not partially forgiven. Not forgiven with peril. Not forgiven with warnings. But completely forgiven. And number three, as we begin to wrap up our conversation, I am essential enough to be worth dying for. To be worth dying for. To be worth dying for. I don't know about you, but this is the one that really gets me. If you knew me, if you knew me, maybe as a very good person with a very good heart, 
if you hear that there's something that can be done to help me, maybe, maybe, maybe you will donate $5 to my GoFundMe to help me. Maybe. If you knew me. Now, if you didn't know me at all, and you're a very generous person, maybe you would increase it to 50 or 100. Hmm. But the very one that knows you fully, do you know what it means to be known fully? Do you know what it means to be known fully? Hello? Do you know what it means to be known fully? Do you know what it means for someone to know your phone passcode? To have your face ID? To know your mails and your emails? To know what you've said and beyond what you've said, what you've thought and what you're thinking? Can you imagine it? And he still says, I love you enough to die for you. Boy. Boy. Could this be love? Could this be love? Could this be love? Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. It says the law, the one Moses received was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body. Like the bodies we sinners have, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He's giving Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins. He's giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. So he looks at you and he considers you worth dying for. He considers you worth dying for. I don't know what or what else you've believed before today. I want you to leave today's service with a fresh renewed consciousness. A fresh renewed awareness deep down inside. And you know the thing about being essential? Those on the outside will not see or know it until you see and know it. Are you still with me? Hello? The people you left on Friday, when they see you on Monday, they are going to believe that the person they left on Friday is the same person they are seeing on, on Monday. They are going to believe that the same person with a low self-esteem they left on Friday is the same person with a low self-esteem they are seeing on Monday. They are believing that the same young man who was grappling with hopelessness and was wondering whether or not daddy and mommy can now accept me, they believe that's the same person that was needy and needy and needy that is coming back on Monday, that is still needy, not knowing that the person they left is completely different from the person that they are seeing again. Why? Because this new person now realizes that they are essential enough to have been intercepted. The light from heaven came specifically for them. This person now realizes that they are essential enough to have been completely forgiven. Completely forgiven. And the enemy is saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. Are you going to start acting like you're all clean and all pure because you went to a church and you heard a nice sermon that you are forgiven? We've still got your receipts and we might still make it public 
And you know where you are so old in this oldness. And you are saying, anything you want to make public, do you, do you need transport money? Do you need money to, 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 do you need phone numbers of bloggers? I can help you making it public. Because the person you are publicizing is not the person you are seeing right now. This is a new me, a new essential me. So in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, all the way to verse 9. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. It says now, most people will not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Did you see that? He didn't wait for you. This is not a behavior modification program. He showed us his great love. He sent Christ to die for you. He sent Christ to die for me. He says, and since we have been made right in God's sight. Is that on your screen? In whose sight? In whose sight have you been made right? Okay, I, I, I might need to leave the altar now. Give somebody the microphone. If I don't hear your voice. In whose sight have you been made right? It means the circumstances around you. They will look at you and nothing has changed. You are going to have to have that confidence. You are going to have that belief. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. I might still have the same look. I might still weigh the same thing on the scale. The color of my skin might still be the same. The apartment I live in might still be the same. My credit score might still be the same. My account balance might still be the same. Those things catch up later. But right now, this is a new me. An essential me, a forgiving me, a version of me that was worth dying for because in the most important sight, in God's sight, I have been made right. In God's sight, I have been made right. Oh, I failed the exam the first time and I failed it the second time and I failed it the third time and somehow something is telling me now that I am a failure, there is nothing good coming out of me and very quickly I agree with that voice and I forget the things I have passed before. I forget the successes I've had before. And I suddenly accept because of what this mountain before, is before me is telling me and I accept it that maybe I am a failure. But in his sight, I am a success. In his sight, I am a success. In his sight, I am a success. I am whole and I am complete. And I am complete. I don't know who needs to receive that. You are complete. You are complete. In his arms, you are complete. Don't allow us to sell a lie to you. You didn't this. You don't have this. You didn't this. You didn't go to this place. You didn't attend this school. You didn't grow up with it. this. This is not where you went. You don't speak this language. You don't have this past. You don't know that place. Hey, those are too many sites that don't matter. In the one sight that matters, I am right in his sight. In the one place that it matters. 
You know, there's a way you carry yourself. People have talked down on you and, 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 and referred to you as, as worse than manure. They just feel like they're doing you a favor. Ladies, 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 can I just insert a quick insertion? Can I insert it? Any man that comes near you is not doing you a favor. If he cannot accept that you have been sent to help his destiny, he <laughs> said, you see, you see you that we are even managing. I was not designed to be managed. And if you can't see my value, I am not for you. Bye. You say, boy, if I tell him to go, when will another come? If you don't tell him to go, another will think you are occupied and another won't come and you will just be there. That's not even, you can say I've closed my book. Maybe somebody needed to receive that. You, you can't manage me. I am precious. I am essential. Don't tell me you are managing me. I am here to help you. I am the best thing that has happened to you. I'm the best thing. Married sisters, this is also for you. Don't say, don't, don't take it. Tell them, past PD said so. Don't take it. Your own case is a bit different, all right, because you're already there. Amen. Amen. But you need to, you, you need to raise your heads high. Things are working in this house because I'm here. Things are moving forward because I am here. I am a blessing to you. I am not a liability to you. The fact that I'm taking your cards to the store doesn't mean that you're helping me. I am helping you to spend your money. Glory to God. Okay, I think I just started a, a mini war. A mini war. Yes, my brother said it as well. Come on, help me look at anybody again and tell them you are essential. You are loved. You are special. You are loved. You are loved. You know, many people go for years. Nobody tells them good morning. Nobody even checks them out. Nobody even sees them and says, nice, nice, nice dress. Someone stays in front of a mirror for one hour, dressing up and crossing the T's, dotting the eyes, circling the O's, you know, and you know, and just comes out like, boy, going to slay and kill everybody today. And you just pass, and you just pass. And they are not getting it. Your value is not in the dotted eyes and the crossed T's. If you cannot accept that you are valuable, nothing you put on you will bring value. Whether there is Louis Vuitton on your blazer or there's or there's Shea, I, I love that, or there's Shea on it. Come on now. That's the, the world acclaimed international, you know. Whether there's Shea on it or there's LV. LV doesn't even know you. But Shea knows you. <laughs> Glory to God. What comes on me does not give me value. I am a carrier of value myself. I am important. I am special. And I am essential. And if you don't realize that, it is your own peril. But the only sight that is important, I am right in God's sight. I am loved. I have studied the right course. I am on track to become his treasure. He wants to announce me to my world and he's going to use my voice. 
irrespective of what my past has been, is able to work with it. Because he's not using my strength anyways. It will not be by my power. It will not be by my strength. It will not be by my degree. It will not be by my network. It will not be by my connections. It will not even be by approval. But it will be by his spirit. By his election of grace. I am the one he chose. I am the one he chose. Come on, do you believe you are essential? There is one decision you have to make. If you are watching online or you are in the room, you've been doing so many things, but the one important thing, you've not yet accepted Jesus into your life. Oh, I know religion today has made a big mess. The average person doesn't even want to identify with being a believer today. You see, church folks, and they are nothing to write home about. And you begin to hear things like, ain't nobody lie like church folks. Ain't nobody hate like church folks. Ain't nobody bitter like church folks. Church people, they don't forgive. Church people, hello? This is not an invitation to be a church people. Telling you blood was shed for you. There's a big plan ahead of you. And step one is accepting Jesus. Let it be today. Don't say next week. Don't say when I'm a bit older. Don't say when, when I've already made this decision. I sense that this Jesus will not want me to go this way. So let me, let me just go that way far enough. And when I've gotten there, I will say hello to him. He can save you a lot of pain today. He can save, save you. A lot of us all today. Today is your day. He sees you as essential, but there is an essential decision you have to make. For those in the room and those watching online, you might have come to celebrate with us. You might have come to rejoice with us. And yes, rejoice you shall. But in this very moment, I want you to receive this as the voice of the Father. Calling on you, my daughter, my son. I sense that for some of you, maybe you've done this before. You've done this before, but you've gone far. I don't know who it is. You, you've gone far, but it's not like you've gone into wild living. You are just in a place of unbelief. You trusted for something so deeply, and it did not happen the way you expected. So, Unlike this prodigal son, you can't claim that you've been doing bad stuff, but you know you've gone far. Now, whether you've gone far and you're doing bad stuff, or you've gone far and you're doing good stuff, or no stuff, the summary is that you've gone far and you're not at home. He's calling you. Say, my son, come home. My son, come home. My daughter, come home. If you are watching online right now, don't say, I can't see you. Just put your hand on your chest. Don't say he's not even here. I, I, I'm not here. I'm not there with you, but he's there with you. He can see you. And for those in the room, if you can just put your right hand, put it on your chest. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You are valuable. I can see that hand. God bless you, my brother. I can, I'm scanning the room now. I can see that hand. God bless you, my sister. I can see you. Yes, this is that moment exactly. This is that moment exactly. This is that moment exactly. I can see you. I can see you. Don't be scared. 
I can see you. And I'm going to pray with you shortly. If you are waiting for someone else to make it, or you want them to come out, I can see them. You can see them. It's a personal decision. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. It wants to start a new story today. It wants to flip the page to a new chapter today. Maybe chapter 1 was terrible. Chapter 2 was an account of loss. Chapter 3 was disappointment. Chapter 4 was just going for it. Chapter 5, it says, today, I'm starting something new. Today, I'm beginning that healing deep down in your heart. Oh, thank you, Father. Scriptures tells us there is rejoicing in heaven. Over one, I've seen more than one hand already. So there's a lot of rejoicing already. There's a lot of rejoicing already. What a day. The day the, flay, the page flipped. The day the tide turned. The day a new story began. It is today. For those watching, I can't see you, but I want you to join me as we pray together. No shadow you will light up. No mountain you will climb up. You're coming after me. No lies. You are very important to him. Extremely essential. Mountain. Coming after me. He did all of this for you. No. No lie. No shadow you will light up. Coming after me. Oh, he sees all of it and he still loves you. He still wants you. I sense there's one more person fighting. There's one more person holding back. One more person. There's no shadow you will light up. Hey. It's coming. It's coming after me. It's coming after you. No. No lies. Hey. No shadow you will light up. If you are watching online, stop fighting. Stop fighting back. This is your moment. This is your moment. Whoa. And I will run forever. I will run unto you, oh God. And now you have my heart. And I will, I will run. Forever I will run. Unto you, unto you, oh God. Where else can I go? Where else can I go? I will run. I can see those hands. Let them not ache. Just keep it there. And I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You are essential. 
You're special. You're special. Doesn't matter the sins, the acts, the issues. He's able to make you brand new. If any man be in Christ, if anyone be in Christ, he is, she is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He wants to make you brand new. In the next 30 seconds, I'll be praying for those yet to make this decision. You have a few more seconds to join us. Let's say that prayer together. Lord Jesus, let's say it together for those with your hands on your chest. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I acknowledge my need for a Savior. And I want to thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I believe you are alive today. So I ask you to come live in me. I ask you to live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. I confess you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you for making me brand new. Now I am yours. Say it like you believe it. Now I am yours. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, KICC. Is this how you celebrate salvation? There's a party in heaven. And we on earth can barely shout. There's a party in heaven. And we on earth can barely shout. There's a party in heaven. And we on earth can barely shout. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for these sons and daughters that have come home. I ask for a supply of your spirit and the multiplication of your grace. Let them live for you the rest of your days. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. For those who just made that decision, welcome to the greatest family ever. Welcome to the family of God. We would love to commit ourselves to ensuring that you are surrounded with the systems required for the next step. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Are you glad you came to church today? For those connected online, are you glad you connected today? Come on, shout it with me. I am essential. Oh, you might not know it yet, neighbors. You might not know it yet, banks. You might not know it yet, world. But in his sight, he sees me right. And that's the only thing that matters. Let's try it one more time. I am essential. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.